So in seminary, when they talk about preaching, they say that sometimes it's very compelling to get an audiovisual aid, something that really grasps people's attention that will help them figure out what you want to talk about, like this. Can you all see that? Of course not. It's a mustard seed. They don't, they don't come any bigger than this. Mustard seed. And really, for those of us living in an agricultural area, uh, this image should not be lost on us. You've got to plant stuff and it grows, okay? But this image, though, that Jesus uses today is really not necessarily about agriculture, but it's about our spiritual lives. And it really asks us to take a look at what is the nature of our faith, huh? And so it ties in greatly with this uh, reading that we just heard from 2 Timothy about stirring into flame the gift of God that has been given you because God didn't give us a spirit of cowardice, a spirit of cowardice. And so we say, how do we kind of put that into practice? Because faith, of course, is not just a mental thing, okay? It's a way of life. It's, it's a way of acting. So what about that faith the size of a mustard seed? Well, we began October uh, today, and this is the Respect Life Month. And we as Roman Catholics have a particular way of looking at respect life because it is from womb to tomb. It's a very comprehensive way of looking at life. And so we begin by the womb, the, the life that is most vulnerable in the womb. Can't, it's egregious to think that anybody could even think about ending that life. I spoke to somebody yesterday who was talking to somebody else who said, yeah, we're pregnant now, and so we're going to go to Iowa City and have some tests because if there's any chance that this baby isn't going to be right, we're not going to keep it. Just like that. Just like take the shoes back because they don't fit. Unimaginable in my mind. But we're not just pro-birth people. We're pro-life people. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, it's womb to tomb, and yes, it's the unborn. It's those who are born. It's those who are differently abled, those who may have medical abnormalities or issues. But it's also, uh, for example, making sure kids have food. Do you realize that 12.5% of the children in the United States suffer food insufficiency? That's a fancy way of saying they're hungry. Okay, that's one out of every eight kids in the United States. These are last month's statistics, huh? And then that also needs to be expanded to both healthcare and education. And we even take a look at those uh, this month, and we'll be reflecting on this a little bit later in the Behold Your Child program for women who have experienced miscarriages or lost children as infants. So our pro-life stances is huge, it's, it's extremely wide. And we do this in the month of Mary, okay? So October and May are two Marian months, so we do this in the month of, of October, which is a month that we have devotion to Mary and the Rosary. And so it brings us back to this idea about what is our gift of faith? What do we do with it? And so do we, do we water that gift? Do we manure it? Do we help it to grow? Do we ignore it? What do we do about that? Because faith involves vision. 
So one of the things I've been thinking about this week, partially because of Colesburg's celebration later today uh, with their paying off of their building, but I think about the vision and the faith that our ancestors had in this area. So did a little quick uh, check in history-wise here. Uh, so St. Joe's, founded in the 1840s, so they're 177 years of existence. St. Pat's, 168 years of existence. St. Mary's, 144 years, 1878. Sacred Heart, 1899, 123 years. St. Mark's is the new kid on the block, 1916, only 106 years we've been here. The people who are our ancestors had a vision. It wasn't just about taking care of themselves right now. I mean, look at this church here in Edgewood. And those of you who remember the little one that was over there, that was a vision. That was a vision of faith, huh? And so we can't always just take care of ourselves in the here and now, but it's always a much broader way of looking both at life and at faith. Some of you probably already started to get uh, some mailings from the Archdiocese One appeal there cards in the pews, and you'll be having bulletin inserts during this month uh, as we take a look at that. And the Archdiocese One Appeal is, uh, is, is a vision statement, but it's also an opportunity for us to participate in what the future of the church is in this part of Iowa. And so, as you will see in the materials that you get, there's, there's four main areas of emphasis in that. An appeal is not a campaign. Campaign, you fill out pledge cards and, and do that kind of stuff. No, very clear what the diocese is asking is this is do what you can. You need to do your regular support of your parish. You need to do the things that you do regularly. But this is also saying, what can you do for the larger church? What does that mean? Well, the first one is priest retirement which is looking closer and closer all the time in my mind. And so we have priests who are living longer, and of course healthcare expenses are higher than they have been. It's also about seminary and education, and so we have a lot of guys in the pipeline. We've got a, a guy in seminary from our pastorate. But if we want to make sure that we have one priest for five parishes instead of for ten, we need to also make sure that we, that we do as much as we can for seminary and education and formation. A third leg of the appeal has to do with helping immigration status. Most of you don't realize that Catholic Charities in the, in the Archdiocese of Dubuque started in 1935 because of the massive amounts of immigrants that were coming to this part of Iowa. And so this is not about uh, uh, making a, a case for illegal people. It's about giving them all the help they can get to come into this country in the way that they need to be here. And so this is providing legal assistance and helping them in placement. And the last part of the appeal, the smallest part of it, but no less important, is taking care of the cathedral in Dubuque. Our cathedral is the Mother Church of Dubuque. It's where the, uh, the really important sacraments of particularly of ordinations happen. And it's been let go. So there's water coming up from the bottom and water coming from the top. And so there's foundation issues and there are issues in the, in the roof as well. And so these are all parts of that. But the most important part of this is that this is our faith in this part of Iowa. So this archdiocese, I'm sure most of you realize, is if you took Iowa, which is basically a rectangle, divided it into four and made the upper northeast quadrant bigger than the rest, that's the archdiocese of Dubuque. And so 
our little part is only 450 square miles, okay? And so we have a lot of Catholics. This part, the eastern part and the western part of the diocese have the highest Catholic population. And so we have a lot of mission work to do, and that's really what this is about. And so in that second reading that Duane read so well today, he said to us, stir into flame the gifts that God has given us, not just for our own benefit, but also to build up the kingdom of God. Guide this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And so in these beautiful fall days, as we look towards harvest and people are working really hard, let's, let's think about this mustard seed. Nobody in here is faithless. Nobody in here is faithless. But this little bit, which sometimes might think like, oh, I don't think I have enough faith for that. Jesus says that's all we need. That's all we need if we guide it, protect it, and grow it. We hear in that first reading from Habakkuk, for the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, it will not disappoint. And Jesus confirms that in the gospel as he says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, You'd say to that mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. What about your faith? What about the mustard seed that was given to you at the time of your baptism? What are you doing with it now? And think what it could become.